Good morning, Jim Laird, coming to you live from Largo, Florida. It's a beautiful fall morning here. Um, we have a little leaf blur going on in the background, so hopefully StreamYard will do a good job of blocking that out. Usually, usually StreamYard is pretty good at blocking out background noise. Um, and today we're going to talk about how to reduce your high blood pressure with breathing exercises. And we're going to get into some nuances that I think a lot of people uh, in the breathing um, space kind of overlook. But we are doing a blood pressure uh, webinar on Saturday. There is a link just in case you're watching this uh, in the future. The, the link in the uh, to the webinar is on YouTube. So you can set a reminder to come back and watch it on Saturday. Or in the future, the actual webinar will be right there. So you can go down there and click on that. And then, of course, if you want to get on our email list, so you can get in on our weekly webinars that we do for our courses. We have one today uh, on uh, we're tying up our weight loss course. Uh, that email went out last night with the link to get on StreamYard. That is not going to be streamed on YouTube. Um, so you want to get on next week's topic. Um, we send that out on Mondays and Wednesday evenings. So you'll definitely want to go over to Stillman Wellness. And when that pop-up pops up, the five biggest mistakes, put your email in there. And that way you'll get on, uh, you'll be able to access next week's webinar. Good morning, Dr. Stillman. Good morning, everyone. So today we're talking about how to reduce high blood pressure with breathing exercises. And you'll hear people take, you know, talk about, you know, two quick breaths in through the nose, exhale, all that stuff's great. But the most overlooked thing when it comes to breathing and your nervous system is, and being able to relax, is the ability of you to change the shape of your axial skeleton. And most people do not even consider how the shape of your skeleton and the shape of your structure is going to affect your ability to relax. It Very just goes, few people talk about this, let alone look at it. Correct. And, and what people don't understand about posture is there's no bad posture. Uh, it's only the one, just like blood pressure, blood pressure, high blood pressure isn't bad if you're running from a bear. It's horrible if you're trying to go to sleep. Being stuck in an overbreathing state is not bad if you're running for your life or if you're, you know, if someone's chasing you with a machete or if you're trying to lift really heavy things. The problem is, is when you get stuck in that strategy and you cannot shut it off. And so, amen. Most amen. Thank you. <clears throat> what most people lack is the ability to slightly flex their spine and get a complete full exhale. So, for most people, the, the, this is called the zone of apposition. So this comes from the PRI school of thought. When your rib cage and your belly button have the ability to line up, the diaphragm can do its job, okay? A lot of people will be in this scissor position where their pelvis is dumped forward. I call it the J-Lo position. They live in this J-Lo position where their rib cage is flared and their pelvis is dumped forward. Now, there's some exceptions to that. Like Dr. Stillman is what we call a sway back. He's still interiorly tilted but his guts are pushing forward in the bottom whereas me my guts are just pushing forward all of it because i'm i'm in j-lo all the time and when you're in j-lo you, you you tend to breathe a lot with your neck and your traps you're, you're using these accessory muscles as breathing muscles as opposed to the diaphragm and and so one of the best things you can do is sit in a really deep squat and, and round over slightly and breathe in through the nose and take a long exhale through the mouth and then doing things in your training that help give you some variability and the ability to move your rib cage in different ways 
and to move your pelvis in different ways so you don't get stuck in one strategy, so to speak. <clears throat> and most people do not even think about this. And that's why I have people do things like round over a stability ball uh, when they're done training so they can, they can, you know, or hang, hang from a, you know, from, from the squat rack and sit in a deep squat to open that upper back up. Right. So that they can actually get their body <clears throat> into a position where they can breathe uh, more efficiently and they don't have to be in this chronic over breathing state. And the key to understanding this is to understand that your, um, your thorax, your rib cage, your spine, you know, when Jim said axial skeleton earlier, for those of you who don't know, you have two parts of your skeleton, your axial skeleton and your appendicular skeleton. Your axial skeleton is basically your spine, your core, your trunk, your torso, whatever you want to call it, including your abdomen and obviously your, your pelvis. And then the appendicular skeleton is the limbs. And what people, they're all often focused on the appendicular skeleton. Where is my arm, my elbow, my wrist, whatever. They'll often make the mistake of thinking shoulder problems are shoulder problems. I saw this on Bill Hartman's website the other day, Jim. He said, you may not have a shoulder problem. You may have a shoulder result. That is correct. And I thought that was hilarious. And what many mm -hmm. people don't realize is how your, because your, your thorax doesn't, it's a, it's a big cylinder essentially that doesn't really, it's not really mobile. And the whole point of it not being mobile is that if it was mobile or squishy, like your abdomen, right, you wouldn't have anything to protect your heart and lungs, which also need a rigid structure because there's big pressure, pressure changes in those. So that cylinder of the thorax, you can tilt it back away from your pelvis and you can tilt it forward towards your pelvis, at least anteriorly, right? And I, I think of it as really sort of like a soda can on top of the pelvis, like another sure. soda can, a short, maybe a short soda can, right? Mm -hmm. And what people don't see, but that's very powerful, is the relationship of these two elements of your anatomy and the fact that the diaphragm is the main muscle of respiration and how it moves and functions relies upon a appropriate relationship of the thorax to the pelvis. And if you, you know, if you don't, if you never thought about this, go into a, like a backbend in yoga or extend your spine. Like you might, like many people do when they lift weights and try to take a full breath in and notice how much you can breathe in, then do something like round over a stability ball or try and get your ribs down and bring the front of your torso towards your anterior pelvic or pubic bone, your anterior pelvis and notice how much deeper you can inhale. This actually does have a significant physiological effect on blood pressure, on respiratory rate. Because if you if you if you can't take a full inhale, you're going to take more breaths. And if you're taking more breaths, your physiology is very much switched on. It's activated. People will. Well, and if you can't and if you can't exhale fully, like with me in in my state, you, you run into problems because you can't take a full breath because you're compressed and I can't exhale a full breath because I'm extended, right? I'm mm -hmm. in a, in a, in an overbreathing state and you are correct. The thorax is not as, 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 as mobile as say, you know, the middle of the body, mm. but it's still the rib cage still moves. Like when, when it you does. take a breath, it should expand everywhere, front to back, side to right. side. And when you exhale, it has a pump action, uh, kind of effect and it 
compresses. And so a lot of people, especially people lift a lot of weights, they lose the ability to expand and their, their ribs get really, really, really stiff in order to lift really heavy things. And it affects their ability to breathe well. Right. So, so, so when you take, if you take people and you say, take a deep breath and they go, you know, they're, 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 they're basically arching where it should be like, you take a breath and it should be nice and easy and it should be expansion. Like if you watch my hands, my rib cage is expanding. And when I exhale, my yeah. rib cage is contracting. It's not <laughs> right. up. Right. And, and so a lot of people, um, they, because of just life in general, sitting in a chair all day, they, they lose the ability to take that, that circumferential breath. Right. And, and so, if you're um, listening to this, thinking this is confusing, I don't understand. And the best thing for you to do is to sign up for the fundamentals of wellness because Jim has a whole library of exercises. He walks people through resets, mini circuits. And then on top of that, He's got a coaching call every what is it thurs third Saturday at eleven a.m. Yeah, and then we're adding we're adding a couple stuff. we're adding some of that too. So we're going to be adding to that next month, and we'll yeah. talk about that in the webinar tomorrow on blood pressure. Uh, not tomorrow, sorry, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday mm -hmm. ten a.m. Eastern time. It was originally eleven for those of you who signed up early. Um, it's now ten. We had to change it for a variety of reasons. Um, funny fact too, by the way, it's, it's now the, uh, this is the autumnal equinox. You are now halfway to winter from midsummer. Uh, you'll notice obviously the time is changing rapidly. If you're in the Northern hemisphere, um, you mean now the time is, of sunset and sunrise? What's that? You mean the time of sunset and sunrise is changing rapidly? What did I say? You said time is changing rapidly. <laughs> yes. Time is changing rapidly. I mean, if you're, if you're like, you back know to the, if I you're know. like Marty, if you're like Marty from back to the future, then maybe time is changing rapidly, but right, right, right. What the flux capacitor. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot to do with blood pressure, to be honest with you. The amount of time you're sleeping, the amount of time you're awake, um, light has such a powerful effect on blood pressure. UV light has a huge effect on blood pressure. I'd we'll be talking about talk about time yeah. change and uh like when uh they move the damn clock talk about how that affects heart attacks yeah when they change the clocks i can't remember if it's forward or back but when they change the clocks with daylight savings time there's actually a big change in cardiovascular mortality when you reset your circadian rhythms it's a big stress on the body and it's a big enough stress that when you do it to the entire population at the same time you see a big uptick in death and it's not big enough like to overwhelm your local emergency room any more than just random happenstance, but it is detectable. That's part of why, you know, I mean, I think Jim and I are just, and, and those of you listening to us who tune into our stuff, you realize we're very disillusioned with the idiots in charge. You know, they're very stupid, evil, incompetent people. You need to be getting independent, free thinking, critically thinking people on your team to help you understand what's going on with your health and wellness. Uh, which is another reason why you've really got to be on the mailing list at stillmanwellness.com because we can get deleted any old time. You know, we've had multiple people we've seen post in the last few days about getting censored, getting deplatformed. Um, you know, the algorithms change. You can't see that. We can't see that, but we know they're manipulating them all the time to make sure you don't get the information that actually keeps you healthy and well. They're making sure you get the information that serves their vested interests, their donors, their advertisers, and those people, if you hadn't noticed, are not you. 
I'm in Instagram jail right now. So Jim's in Instagram um, jail right now. And you can go my my Rumble and my Odyssey is set up to basically update all these YouTube videos to those mm -hmm. channels as well. Yours aren't set up like that yet. No, they're not. Get that taken care of. So if you go to Rumble or Odyssey and you type in Jim Laird, you'll 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 find all of this stuff that's here just in case we disappear. And then if you're on your our email list and we disappear, then we can obviously direct you where we're going to be. So mm -hmm. that's right. I, I would say that they're genius, actually. I mean, it's pretty impressive that what they've been It's a mix, make. you know. They appoint yeah. a lot of obedient idiots um, right. who are not smart enough to question the narrative or think critically themselves, and they can be directed yes. to do whatever is necessary. Yes. Um, but there's no doubt there's some real genius in the mix here uh, contributing sure. to the, how, the disease and the misery of the global populace in general. Right. So, so the bottom line is, is for this, this breathing stuff is, is you need variability in breathing, just like you need variability in blood sugar and variability in blood pressure and, mm -hmm. and all the things, right? So, you know, there's something you can look up crocodile breathing. It's where you're laying on your belly. You can put a pillow under there and you, your face down and you breathe in and you want to want to expand your thorax front to back. You're going to expand your rib cage and you're going to exhale through your mouth in through the nose, easy exhale through the mouth. You can get a stability ball which is one of those big bouncy balls. You can round over it. And when you breathe in, expand the thorax front to back, the rib cage. Uh, then you take a long exhale, long exhale. So before bed, you should be doing like a couple seconds in through the nose, a pause. Let's talk about a the, long the connections exhale. between these timings and blood pressure because people don't realize this. But how you breathe, aside from, you know, pelvis, rib cage, mm -hmm. thorax, whatever position, right? How right. you choose to consciously breathe has an enormous impact on your physiology. You know, you're, you have to remember your blood pressure is an, is an element of your, or it's controlled by your autonomic nervous system. Now it's also controlled by other things within the body, but those are in turn controlled by the autonomics. So mm -hmm. you can manipulate your autonomics by consciously manipulating your breath. Uh, James asks, uh, Jim, is this diaphragmatic breathing? Um, it is, and it isn't. And we can talk a little bit more about that. Well, diaphragmatic, a lot of people diaphragmatic breathe to their, through their belly too much and they forget about the rib cage. Everything's mm -hmm. supposed to expand and everything's supposed to contract together. The whole system is supposed to work like that. So you'll get people that'll just breathe with their stomach and they're just pooching, you know, and, and that's not really ideal. Um, you need, you can do it when you're sitting in a chair, you just sit here like this and then you just breathe in. And you fill up and you feel your rib cage and you're, you can practice this just by, but, but you know, the practical tip for this is when you're walking in publics and you're in your car, you put the tongue in the roof of your mouth and you breathe through your nose nice and slow. Like I'm doing mm -hmm. when I'm listening to Dr. Stillman and, and like Dr. Stillman does when he's listening to me, that is going to help you relax. You know, when you're in an overbreath, that's why we use respiratory rate in the aura ring so much. If you're breathing like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 breaths per minute, your body is just revved up and it can't chill. Like your digestion is going to suffer. You're going to have uh, your hormone levels, your mineral levels, all these things are going to suffer. So if we can get your body to have some variability in position so that you can breathe appropriately for the task at hand, um, that is going to greatly affect your physiology over the long run. And if you're over breather, and you're in this revved up state all the time, you're going to crave a lot more sugar. You're going to crave a lot more salt. You're going to crave, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a harder time, um, not over indulging in things, you know? So, yeah. And, and on that note, back to the autonomic nervous system, 
what people don't see and don't realize is that how they're breathing, how they're positioning their body, how they're living their day is indirectly affecting their autonomics. So if you're constantly revved up, if you're constantly hyperventilating, if you're constantly taking more breaths per minute with shallower tidal volumes or, or volumes of air moved, and you're running around and you're constantly stimulated by, you know, sound from music, from traffic, from your office, from the ambient noise, you're stimulated from light, from your cell phone, your computer screen, your tablet, you're stimulated by notifications, et cetera, et cetera, right? You're, you're, all of those are activating. They activate your sympathetic nervous system. We don't really think much about the fact that for most of our history and the way that we're set up physiologically, we're not designed to have a lot of stimulation most of the time. When you think about traditional life, you know, there's short bursts of activity and explosive powers necessary in those situations, but then there's not this chronic stimulation. So people don't realize they're constantly activating their sympathetic nervous system and they get stuck there. So Jim talked and mentioned this word variability. And he mentions often this idea, this concept of strategy. You're in this, you're stuck in a strategy or you're stuck in a, and you know, usually he's talking about a movement strategy, but this has to do with also life strategies. And many of you are stuck with high blood pressure in this life strategy of being on all the time. And what happens when you're on is your blood pressure goes up. So you're stuck in this state of perpetual activation, which then drives your blood pressure up, which is why you'll tend to see people who do things like restorative yoga, who go start to do a meditation practice, who go to yoga classes that are, you know, not necessarily restorative, but that are restful, where there's a focus on mindfulness and being in your body and relaxing. And often where usually I think the teachers are not aware of this, but they're, they're getting people to move into positions where they're relaxing the body, um, through a variety of mechanisms, things like child's pose, um, mm -hmm things like child's pose, things like, you know, Shavasana, all of these things, the people who are then reducing their, you know, what they perceive as stress will then have their blood pressure drop. Right. And we'll often see that people will do all the things and eat a healthy diet and live a healthy lifestyle and get the sun and the sauna and the blah, 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 blah. And they still don't have their blood pressure come down. Right. And then the secret ingredient there is to reduce their blood pressure with stress reduction, which Jim, you know, we had a podcast about this a little while ago. We talked about a case where a young lady you'd been working with for six months, managed to drop her blood pressure significantly by actually doing that. And then on top of that, she was able to come off of all of her high blood pressure meds and then her HRV, which is a key marker for cardiovascular fitness and your ability to recover and turn on your parasympathetic nervous system. It increased radically. I mean, what was it? A 20, 30, 40 point yeah. jump. Yep. That's the yeah, same. But, but, but even with her, yeah, sure. But even with her, her body was so used to being in that revved up state. Mm -hmm. She has to make conscious effort to make sure she doesn't go back there again. Right. You know, so this is a constant battle of like learning how to shut off from the chronic stress of life. And it's literally, you have to deliberately go out in your backyard, get away from your phone, you know, sit and breathe and relax and absorb nature. You have to literally make decisions to do things like float tank, restorative yoga, go yeah. for walks where you're like, like we have, there's so much. You have to create the habit. You have to commit. And then you have to hold yourself accountable or have us hold you accountable right. to actually make it happen. Because everything in this world is basically designed to get you spun up. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the phone, the, the fast paced lifestyle, our culture of go, 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 go all the time, you know, sleep when you're dead, you know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it's not physical, um, stress. 
it's 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 mental and emotional stress which i think can be even harder on the body than the actual physical stress because low-level manual labor can be incredibly restorative mm -hmm. we've replaced that low-level manual labor stress with chronic psychological stress and and the media and fear porn and all that stuff and it has a you read why zebras don't get ulcers by robert sapolsky that's a mm -hmm. a great book that explains what happens when you live in a chronic stress state which is our modern world essentially and when i looked into breath work for blood pressure for stress reduction all these different things the the people who i found who had the best single paradigm i would say were actually the free divers and free diving is a really interesting sport from a cardiovascular perspective because it number one it activates your mammalian dive reflex when you have water on your face and your your body naturally downregulates all metabolic processes that consume oxygen because it knows that if you run out of oxygen far enough underwater you're going to drown so free divers in prep for a dive they're going to do a couple of things first of all they're going to train to higher levels of co2 and that will naturally drop their respiratory rate because CO2 is a vasodilator. It opens your blood vessels and that means it's going to reduce your blood pressure. Hyperventilation does the opposite. Then they're gen generally speaking, going to have a longer exhale than inhale. So a typical free diving, you know, it's called a breathe up, but whatever you want to call it, uh, typically that what they're going to do is they're going to focus on relaxing the whole body, which in and of itself is a relaxation technique. And then a lot of, uh, many of them will focus on things like increasing the duration of exhalation. They'll exhale through pursed lips. When you exhale through pursed lips, you're increasing pressure in the thorax. And when you do that, you would activate the parasympathetic nerve or actually the parasympathetic nervous system through the vagus nerve. And this naturally slows the heart rate. A lot of people, if you do something like say, put a, if they're if they put them in a dark room, lie them down on a bed. I heard, heard a PA who used to do this in her practice when somebody came in with high blood pressure, she'd turn all the lights off. She'd put them on the gurney. She'd give them a pillow she'd tell them to hug it to their chest, which is also going to create some pressure differences and then breathe in through their nose, one, two, three seconds, whatever they need, and then breathe out through pursed lips. And I would tell someone, you know, six seconds, seven seconds, nine seconds, whatever that combination of the prolonged exhale through pursed lips with that back pressure on the thorax, um, the lack of stimulation, the lying down, you can drop somebody's blood pressure in 10, 20 minutes by 15 to 20 points. And that's a really critical point that people need to understand about high blood pressure. Many of you are running around with this diagnosis based on two measurements or three measurements from a doctor whose office you rushed into and you were nervous to be in. And when we actually get you to take your blood pressure at home, we find that you don't have high blood pressure. You have white coat hypertension which is a fancy way of saying your blood pressure goes up when you're going to see your doctor. Many of you are going to have white coat hypertension more now than you would have three, four or five years ago, because as you know, the medical profession basically lost its collective marbles and is totally nuts and off the rails. And many of you are afraid of what's going to happen to you if you go into the doctor's office and how you're going to be treated because of how you were treated over the last few years. So yeah, we understand they, what that's like. It's part of why I have a medical practice where we're taking new patients. We want to provide you with medical care that you're not like afraid to, to receive. And the opposite of free diving is powerlifting. That's, that's exactly where you, right. you, you rev up, you're getting hyped you know, up, you're breathing more, constricting blood vessels to mm -hmm. raise blood pressure so you can mm -hmm. lift a heavy object. Right. And so, right. but that's what modern life is doing is getting you revved up, 
you know, and your body's preparing to lift a heavy object, but you never lift a heavy object. And there's nothing wrong with doing powerlifting and, and, and lifting a heavy object. It's just, can you shut that strategy off when you're done? Right. And, and a lot of people cannot. And that's why they have chronically high blood pressure, among other things. Of course. It's, so, it's a multifactorial, but breathing and, and axial skeletal position yeah. is something that is never really talked about. And with autoimmune, you know, it's going to it's gonna basically make you more susceptible to autoimmune disease. It's to create the cascade of effects right. that just destroy your physiology. That's part of why when Jim and I take care of somebody, whether we're coaching them in a coaching program or I'm doctoring them in a medical program, if they can't, if they can't or won't fix their respiratory problems and their problems are significant in that regard, I mean, we can throw a lot of therapeutics at them and not get results. I think that can be very word, frustrating. A better word than fix would be manage. Because okay, you manage. can't, I mean, you can't fix it. You know, it's a, it's a strategy. So sure. manage. So, I, you know, like I, that, that, that's one of my big pet peeves is people like, you need to fix your posture. Well, what does that mean? Like, like you can manage your posture, you can manage your asymmetries, but you, you can't fix it because it's based on structure, right? You can't fix structure. You can manage structure and you can change your guts, but mm. yeah, it's just a pet peeve. So Bill, Bill, a little Bill Hartman coming out from inside. Of oh, me. is that the Bill Hartman? Well, Bill, Bill gets, uh, he, he hates the word core. He has the F words. And there's a lot of words that, that if you walk it, look, us, look up his podcast, he's got a whole podcast on like the, the chronic, uh, statements of the fitness industry that just make him like smash his head against the wall. It's pretty funny, actually. That's pretty funny. But you'll be talking to him in a call and he's like, you just said the F word. It's really funny. But, so. All right, everyone take care. Make sure you're on the list for our blood pressure, my blood pressure webinar on Saturday. Make sure you're on the, the list, stillmanwellness.com. Yes, Jim? Yeah, the uh, the link to the webinar is actually in the description, just in case you're watching this after it actually happens. So you can go actually watch the webinar, but you can go into the description. You can hit reminder so that uh, so that you can, you can tune in on Saturday. Michelle says, great chat this morning. Thank you both. Nice way to start my day. Michelle, it's good to see you here. I hope to see you uh, see you again soon. All right, everyone, take care. Have a great day and get outside.